Welcome to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Welcome, listeners, to the News Data Energy West podcast. I'm Dan Catchpole, reporter with News Data's Clearing Up. Alongside me is my co host, California Energy Markets editor, Jason Fordney. Jason, how are you doing today? Going great, Dan. It's a beautiful day in Northern California. Oh, that's eating cool. a, a wonderful pasta salad right now. So I really can't complain. That sounds like a lovely, <laughs> lovely way to spend your afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate pasta salad. Don't eat it very often. But This is from the Harmony Ridge Market here in beautiful Nevada City. There you go, listeners. If you're in Nevada City and you've got a hankering for pasta salad, yeah, nowhere to go. I can recommend lots of places. Yeah, I imagine. Do, is it a good food scene down there? It is. It's pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of organic, like my favorite place, Cosmic Roots. So I'll probably go up there for a samosa in a few minutes. And yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, I'm having trouble finding a really good Asian restaurant, but hmm. the search goes on. Well, yeah. we have plenty up here if you're ever <laughs> looking to relocate. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. You've got the the top story for this us this week. So why don't you get us started? Yes. Right out of the California independent system operator, which has begun the weighty task of compiling input from 11 weeks of stakeholder groups as it works towards its initial straw proposal for the extended day ahead energy market. This is a pretty major initiative that uh, Kaiso had embarked on quite some time ago and recently relaunched. Uh, it's wrapping up the working group stage of what is called EDAM. Uh, the straw proposal is due to be released in late April for this day ahead market, which will be extended across the footprint of the Western energy imbalance market. Kaiso President and CEO Elliot Mazur said it's going to be an intense few weeks here pulling together all your input, but we're really excited to put out, I think, a very solid market design. The working groups include representatives from multiple sectors, including regulators, independent power producers, and environmental groups. The result will be a very substantive and actionable design for EDAM, Mainzer said, adding that we're not talking about pilots, we're talking about the real thing. So uh, Mainzer says he wants to harness the collective wisdom of the West and designing the EDAM proposals. So you can read more about that in this week's uh, California Energy Markets. Also on the market side, the Western Markets Exploratory Group on March 23rd hired a new consultant, Kirkland, Washington-based Utilicast. Uh, this is to oversee strategic planning for the group's evaluation of regional market structures and their potential to improve affordability, reliability, and decarbonization efforts across the West. Utilicast will create a roadmap for the group on expanding market solutions in the Western US. Uh, WMEG is considering a stage approach to new market services that includes dayhead energy sales, transmission system expansion, power supply and grid solutions, and existing and emerging public policies, according to a news release. WMEG also hopes Utilicast will help it identify market solutions to help achieve cost-effective carbon reduction goals that support reliability. The group anticipates a roadmap will be completed by the end of summer. <clears throat> That's reporting from Abigail Sawyer. Also, 
from Linda Daly Paulson and her ongoing drought coverage. Proposed federal legislation would allow Indian tribes to lease water to outside entities, which one of its sponsors says would help drought conditions in Arizona. U.S. Senate Committee on March 23rd heard testimony on the bill, which would enable the Colorado River Indian tribes to assist the state of Arizona with its water needs. Water needs. The Senate Committee on Indian Affairs heard testimony from Colorado River Indian Tribes Chairwoman Amelia Flores in support of the bill, which is called the Colorado River Indian Tribes Water Resiliency Act of 2021, introduced in December by Senators Mark Kelly and co-sponsored by Senator Kirsten Sinema. The tribes have first priority water rights for about 719,000 acre feet of water per year for land in both Arizona and California. The legislation would enable the tribes to provide drought relief to neighbors in Arizona while protecting natural areas along the Colorado River. And finally, another story from Abigail Sawyer in Arizona. Arizona Salt River Project said it plans to eventually serve Facebook's 960,000 square foot data center currently under construction in Mesa with a new 230 kilovolt transmission line and substation Salt River project, which is governed by an independent board of directors on March 22nd and 23rd held virtual public meetings on its proposed project Huckleberry. This is a half mile dual circuit line that would be constructed from the 230 kV Southeast power link line, which is a seven mile transmission project to the proposed prickly pear substation that would be located at the data center site. The first phase of the $800 million Mesa data center, which is Facebook's first in Arizona, is scheduled to begin operation in December. SRP will begin service to the data center via its existing 69 kilovolt transmission network with prickly pears 69 kV switchyard in place. So that's uh, what we have this week from California Energy Markets. What's going on up north there, Dan? Thanks, Jason. In Oregon, a, 12, a coalition of 12 business groups is asking the State Court of Appeals to review the Clean Protection Program, which was adopted in December by the Oregon Department of Environmental Qualities. The business groups say that the uh, program, which cracks down on uses of natural gas, gasoline, diesel, and other uh, liquids and, and gas fuels to, in the effort in an effort to cut greenhouse gas emissions. They say that uh, it's going to basically make the uh, things too expensive. It's going to have such a detrimental effect to businesses and consumers that it's going to uh, seriously harm the economy in Oregon and to the point that it's going to be prohibitively expensive and are asking the state to review this and uh, to weigh the the public interest. Their petition doesn't actually lay out a legal argument, but it does uh, clarify and uh, in, in <laughs> puts a fine point on their their concerns about what the clean protection program would do to the economy. Uh, the program is one of the major initiatives of uh, Oregon in recent years to move towards a carbon uh, emission-free economy as many states are adopting similar policies, uh, Oregon is out in the lead in terms of uh, one of the leaders, at least in the West, in terms of moving away from fossil fuels. Uh, on, let's see, scientists from the Pacific Nor Northwest National Laboratory have released thousands and thousands of data points uh, from a 2013 study that they're hoping can be used to 
uh, better understand the effectiveness of uh, and survivability of various fish measures on the Columbia River, helping to improve uh, survivability, especially around juvenile Chinook uh, salmon, who, as we all know, are struggling. Uh, That's a story from Casey Mahaffey. Uh, U.S. District Court last week uh, approved a $6.75 million settlement in a class action lawsuit that came from Portland General Electric's uh, trading energy trading losses during a 2020 heat wave that uh, totaled $127 million. Uh, the heat wave caused wholesale markets in the West to spike, and Portland General got st- stuck out, uh, <laughs> stuck out to dry. Um, remember this, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, was, yeah, they had a good plan until, until they didn't. Mm-hmm. The Western Power Pool is going to be getting a new CEO, Sarah Edmonds, who currently oversees transmission and reliability at Portland General Electric, uh, was hired and has announced that she will be succeeding Franca Frangi, who's retiring as president and CEO. Well, that's all we've got from the Northwest. Uh, As always, thanks for joining us. And I'm sure next week will be a little newsier. Uh, It's weird. You just have some slow weeks, right? I suppose I shouldn't yeah. be complaining. It should be. It does happen. We had uh, some interesting news from FERC, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, which reverted their two controversial natural gas policy mm. statements after pressure from industry and charges that it was creating confusion among developers. So uh, interesting reversal there from FERC on that issue. Uh, but uh, FERC, becoming more of a climate change aware agency as far as I can see, but pretty, pretty big out of DC there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an interesting, uh, throw this out there and, and then let listeners get back to whatever they they're doing. Um, there's an interesting panel at our, uh, recent conference that news data put on the Western electric system transformation, connecting the West virtual conference, February 24th and 25th. Um, put it on your calendars for next year. Uh, where they were yeah. one of the panels on there, they're um, talking about the need for uh, greater transmission planning, et cetera, um, or, and particularly in the context of, of FERC. And one of the commentators, uh, actually, um, you can correct me on his name, uh, CPUC Commissioner Cliff Rechtschafen. Rechtschafen, yeah. Um, was noting how one of the things that's prompted more coordination uh, in the West is you've got this kind of convergence of climate change, state climate change policies. Uh, yes. And it just, I, there's a lot of agreement across the industry that there's not enough coordination, that more coordination is needed. Not a lot of, uh, the path forward to more coordination is not always that clear. As that was an interesting point that one, place that we've seen convergence though is just uh, climate is forcing a lot of that these issues uh and whether it's the, what what you're just talking about with FERC uh mm-hmm. the natural gas reversals um focus on transmission uh it just the realities of the world uh have a way of clearing up 
all of the challenges of coordination sometimes. Yeah. And uh, that was a, definitely a recurring theme at the conference was West Ride regional coordination. But your your story this week had a little bit of a different angle on it. Uh, but yeah, some some good comments there. Yeah. And uh, for folks who missed that conference, and it's an annual one, always a great one. Um, <clears throat> we have a, a Newsday is having another one coming up uh, April 26th, a regional conversation on small modular nuclear reactors. That's Tuesday, April 26th, noon to 1.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And you can go to Newsdata's website, newsdata.com, to find out more about uh, that. And please join us for a regional conversation about small modular nuclear reactors. Looking Otherwise, forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. The future's nuclear, more or less, to some degree, whether or not we like it. Uh, well, with That's that, true. I'll, I'll uh, let everyone get back to their day. Thank you for joining us, listeners. And um, Jason, take care. We'll uh, catch up with you down the road. Sounds good. Talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Have a, go get that mimosa. Us, uh, it was... Uh, or not samosa, a, not a mimosa. Samosa, <laughs> right, yeah. You now that you mentioned it... Go get it. both. Go get both. There you go. All right. Hey. Samosas and mimosas. Why isn't that... Why, why is nobody... Thing? Yeah, that should be a thing. All right. It is now. Right. You yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> You've been listening to News Data's Energy West a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow.